0: And welcome to the Masters wrap-up edition of the postcast. My name is Sean Fairholm. I'm here with Cassie Sein. It was another tremendous Masters, we we'll have to say, uh, with, a, with a host of the world's best players all battling it out near the end with the green jacket. Went to Patrick Reed, the former Augusta State standout, won a couple national championships there. He held off Jordan Spieth, who made an incredible run shooting 64 on Sunday. Ricky Fowler made a pretty good run shooting 67. And Rory McElroy, who was a bit of a disappointment on, on Sunday, although he did play really well on Saturday, shooting 65. So Patrick Reed, now a major champion. Let's review how things went with our man who was on the scene, Ron Green Jr.
1: And now we welcome back... EGA Tour insider Ron Green Jr. to the postcast. Ron, how was your week in Augusta?
2: It was, like always, very, very good. It was long, but uh, fun. And as it often is, it was filled with all sorts of, I don't know, intrigue, storylines, drama, humor, uh, (laughs) things that uh, you don't see... 13s all the time and you don't see guys dislocating their ankles and popping them back into place and until sunday we had not seen patrick reed win a major championship and now all those things have happened
0: <laughs> you just never know <laughs> well we'll start with the winner patrick reed he's, he's not exactly a guy who is a beloved character you wouldn't probably characterize him as that in the world of golf uh, he has kind of a complicated past in, in college at augusta state and not everyone seems to like him but he showed some serious guts on on Sunday down the wire. What what do you make of his win?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I mean he's a guy you don't want to go head to head with. I think when uh, when Rory made the little move on him Sunday morning, the first couple holes picked up a couple shots, and then Patrick Reed turned it around and flipped it on the third hole when Rory made a ugly bogey and Reed made that birdie putt from the back of the green, and suddenly he was back to three shots. I think that sort of did did in Rory at least it looks like it in retrospect and you know and Reed just sort of he tried not to look away at all the other guys who were charging what Spieth's doing what Fowler's doing and just sort of see his way toward the finish line knowing what he had to do and he did it I mean he's a guy who can really putt and it it always matters if you can putt anywhere but especially at Augusta National and uh, he just he did all the right things he was so good the first three days He didn't win the tournament the first three days, but he put himself in a position where he could win it and and just without doing something uh, like Jordan Spieth had to do. And, you know, I mean, he's been telling us for years he's a top five player and now he's got that first major championship. We know what he does in Ryder Cups and uh, uh, yeah, it puts him in a new place in the game.
1: So we know Patrick Reed as the Ryder Cup hero, maybe a villain to others, but he's never really played well in majors. He had his first top 10 um when he finished second last year at the PGA. What was it about his game this week, this this last week that was the difference maker?
2: Well, he he talked some about how he just learned to you don't have to be perfect. Don't don't make don't try to hit every shot exactly perfectly. You know, you try to Get the best shots you can, but understand that you know there it can stray a little bit. You can get away with not being playing ideal golf for 72 holes, and he just sort of lowered the expectations in a sense uh, from shot to shot. Just do his best and play. And you know he had been around Augusta enough times so he sort of knew what it was, even though he'd never broken 70. And uh, you know, he kept talking about it in his uh, interview after Sunday night. He said. I kept telling myself, just go play golf. Just go play golf. And it worked.
0: I find it interesting, because he's not really a guy we we talk about all that much outside of the Ryder Cup, but he's he's won six times in the PGA Tour. Now he's won twice in the European Tour. Now he has a major. Where does he kind of fit in the overall picture of the game with all of these these young stars and all these figures that we have?
2: Yeah, well, I think he's going to be more part of that discussion now as we go forward. I mean, it's always been sort of Ricky and Jordan and Justin – And Rory, and and now I think you know Patrick Reed's sort of always been out there on the edge of it. And he goes through spells where he hadn't played particularly well. He can hit some big old hooks with that driver once in a while, and it can uh, he has to chase it down sometimes. But I think uh, you know, I mean, he's a guy now. When when we start talking U.S. Open at Shinnecock, I mean, we'll be immediately coming up with, well, Patrick Reed won the Masters. What will he have to do up here, up there to? make it two in a row. I, I think, uh, you know, he is, he, I mean, he's a fiery guy, especially in the Ryder Cup. Now, he he contained all that emotion at Augusta. You'd see him give it the occasional fist pump, but you could see he was working hard to sort of internalize what he was doing. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not ever going to be everybody's favorite, but then I have people say they're not big fans of Jordan Spieth or they don't care about Rory or this or that. So I think part of it just goes the nature of how we are as sports fans when we're looking at people we're watching, but I think, you know, he, he's, he's pretty guarded uh, with the media and I don't know if he will open up anymore. I know there are places he's just not going to go and talk about, but I think um, there might be, uh, as we try to get to know him some more, maybe he will sort of open the window a little bit to show us a little more who Patrick Reed is.
1: Other storylines coming out of Augusta, Jordan Spieth almost had a comeback for the ages that would have made for, you know, one of the most incredible golf score- stories we've ever seen. He came up just short. What was the energy and maybe the roars um, on the back nine when he was chasing
2: down Reed? Well, I think it was one of those things where, I mean, it was a nice run he was making, and you figured it was just too far behind that, you you know, as I saw him start making some birdies, thought, oh, good, he's playing well. I mean, he's going to book in Thursday. And Sunday, and um, regret what happened on Friday and Saturday, but you didn't really think it was going to be what it became. Then all of a sudden, it sort of just hit that point where, like, uh oh, this is serious because he's still got 15, 16 ahead, things like that. And I mean, then suddenly it became a realistic possibility. I mean, he is, I mean, Jordan Spieth, for all his gifts, I mean, he has the gift of theatrics. I mean, whether it's what happened two or three years ago on the 12th hole, whether it's what he went through. Winning the Open Championship last year, this Sunday, and then of all things to suddenly hit that tee shot on eighteen to eclipse that limb and fall straight down. I mean, that's the that's maybe the sort of golf tragic part of a of a story, you know. That was all just dazzling us all. I mean, it just shows you how how fickle the game can be. But I mean, gosh, I mean, it was great fun while it was while it went on. I mean. He, he just has a way about it. Even he, you know, his, his "are you kidding me" thing he said to Michael Greller when he made one of those putts. I think sometimes he just sort of looks around like, "Am I really doing this?" <laughs> and that tee shot, that
0: same tee shot, kind of haunted him on Thursday too when he had that great sixty-six. He hit that, that left shot on on eighteen. So maybe uh, maybe those two tee shots over again maybe would have made the difference.
2: Yeah, I mean, and you sit back there and look at it. I mean, that's a slender shoot you've got to get the ball out through. I mean, it's, you can't, I mean, it looks simple on TV because guys are routinely sort of banging the ball up there. But I mean, I think that's a very difficult tee shot. And obviously the most difficult part of it may be the first hundred yards of it as Jordan Spieth showed us.
0: So Sundays had been kind of a nightmare for Ricky Fowler. And uh, this time he plays really spirited golf, shoots a 67, just misses getting into that playoff by one shot. But what did you make of, of, the, of the run that Ricky made?
2: Well, I think, I, th- I think he shot 65, 67 on the weekend. And mm-hmm. lots of times that's enough to win. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to make a lot of the fact that he's got what, eight top five finishes in majors, but he has not won one, uh, But I think, you know, there's been the rap on Ricky recently that he's been in position to win tournaments and hasn't closed them out. Well, this one, he did all he could do. I mean, sometimes you just can't catch the guy who ends up winning, but he kept pushing and pushing. And I I thought that was, I mean, it it said a lot about Ricky Fowler. I think it, uh, um, not that he needed a whole lot more respect in the game, but I think it just opened some eyes that, you know, I mean, he just kept pushing and pushing and, you know Patrick he didn't make that five footer or whatever it was on seventeen or the one coming back on eighteen. who knows who Ricky Fowler might win, but I think it was it was if he couldn't win, it was the best thing he that could have he could have done to further sort of uh enhance his reputation.
1: One player who was a clear disappointment on Sunday was Rory. Things looked good early, but he did miss that putt on number two, seemed to throw off his putting for the rest of the round, and he never got anything going in that third round on Saturday. Is he getting closer to winning at Augusta, or is the frustration just boiling over for him?
2: I think he's got five straight top tens there. He's all around it. Yeah. Sometimes he comes <laughs> at it from uh, you know, chasing too late and all that, but... Uh, yeah, you're right. He was a disappointment. He would say he was a disappointment. I think uh, you know, out there watching Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon and he gets a shot, picks a shot up on the first hole, even though he had a bad tee shot, managed to save bar. And two was the spot where all of a sudden it could have been even and he didn't, it didn't happen. And yeah, I think it just, maybe he would have kept going the way he went, had that puck gone in, but you, you'll always wonder. It just like, it just you wanted the solid start. And as good as the second shot into two was, he didn't convert it. And you just felt like "Mm, missed opportunity. And then as you watched the front nine play out and all it was, was missed opportunities. He hit the ball well enough and just, I don't know, technically whatever, whether it's belief or trust in his putting stroke, it was not there. And, you know, by the time they made the turn, nobody, he was just four shots back or whatever, but nobody really thought he was going to win that golf tournament. And, uh, you know yeah he keeps getting close but uh he i mean he's got another dozen years to make serious runs at the masters maybe more than that but that was a if you're looking for good chances that was one that just got uh got wasted
0: and of course we have to mention both tiger and phil you know heading into the tournament there's a lot of talk about them obviously but they didn't contend they both played well on sunday which was which was kind of a nice consolation prize for them how do you kind of see them moving forward i'm sure tiger will take some some time off but but how how do you see them both moving forward
2: yeah i was surprised by how flat phil was and, and he talked about it he said i'm just not into it I, i'm just just not there and through the years it's always been there he, at Augusta even if he hadn't been playing well coming in and this year was just the opposite he was playing well and then there was enthusiasm there was a reason to think seriously he had a chance to contend down there and then just nothing happened um you know even going back to whiffing it on Saturday or whatever when he hit the, was under the tree on the first hole um you know he shot a good score Sunday but still put some big numbers up there just sort of bounced around just you know maybe maybe all the good play he had had and the run-up maybe maybe he just sort of peaked too soon and you just get there and it's flat and you get frustrated and uh it sort of gets away from you and i, I just think he was uh it was not what i expected from him tiger was you know the good part is it's the first cut he's made in the major since 2015 so uh there's that but he was just so frustrated by his iron play. I mean, he just he just couldn't hit the ball where he needed to. And um, talked about beautiful putts not going in and all that. But part of the problem was he kept hit when he hit the green. He was not hitting it close to the hole. He never quite got it dialed in there to where he could really give himself chances to be aggressive uh, to make some birdies. I mean, he made a few, but he was just he was having a he was in cleanup mode the whole time. And down there, you can only clean it up so many times before it bites you. And, yeah, I expect he will take uh, the next two to three weeks off. My guess is he will show back up at Wells Fargo in about three or four weeks and go from there. I mean, I, I think it's all been very positive. I mean, this, um, yeah, I don't think the Masters was a step back, but I, it was not the progress he wanted. And, uh, yeah, But he's still building and, you yeah. know, back up in the top 100 in the world. And uh, from where he was, that's a pretty quick climb.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> Ron, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, have a good week at the RBC Heritage.
2: Thanks, guys. Enjoyed
1: it. Thanks again to Ron Green Jr., but that's all the time we have left on the postcast this week. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have any topics you'd like for us to discuss, tweet us, tweet at us at Cassie Stein 25 or at Fairway Fairhope. Enjoy RBC Heritage Week, and until next time, hit them straight.
0: See you later.